Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and I'm so glad that you guys are here today. I'm on the road, so I'm coming to you from my friend's home in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm actually coming to you from their basement. Let's be honest. Last time I did this, I was in the bus, and today I'm in the basement, and who knows, tomorrow I'm going to be on a battlefield. But we're excited that you guys are here. Uh, There's a lot going on today. We're going to hit the news. I'm going to catch you up a little bit on my life. But first, we're going to get some encouragement from the Word of God. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So lots going on today. I've been asking you guys to send me your off-the-bench stories. So I kind of want to start there today because I got an awesome one from Alyssa in College Place. And she said, Heidi, thank you for your willingness to use your gift of speaking to send daily encouragement my way. My husband and I recently decided to, quote, get off the bench, whoop, whoop, moment of silence, and have my husband, Jed, run for mayor in our small town of College Place, Washington. A group of like-minded individuals formed a group to find candidates to run for local election, being there were over 90 positions open in Walla Walla County. My husband and I prayed about it and felt the Lord telling us to step up for our community and run for mayor. Your daily podcasts have encouraged me so much and brought much education and clarity on issues I didn't know how to decipher. It's a busy time with four kids, two being toddler twins, homeschooling, church ministries, and owning a business, but we believe God will give us the strength to go out and do what he's called us to do. Thank you for being willing to talk on these issues and for your continued reflection back on the word of God and how truly where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. All right, you guys, you need to find out about this guy. You can find him out at jedheadleyformayor.com. Woot, woot. So you go to Jed, J-E-D-H-E-A-D-L-E-Y, the number four, mayor.com. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Good good job, you guys. I am cheering for you as you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. This is where God's people belong. We belong in the culture. We belong in politics. We belong in music. We belong in medicine. We belong in all of it. We are called to be salt and light. And I'm going to remind you guys today of the story of Jonah Because there's a lot of you listening to this and God's asking you to do something and you just don't want to do it because he doesn't sound like a very good thing to do. And Jonah ignored the Lord's commands. And I'm telling you what, when my husband and I decided to run for the House of Representatives, we knew that we were going to be up against a lot. And I think that Jonah was up against a lot too. And he disliked God's instruction. God said, go to Nineveh. And he was like, no. And he attempted to avoid what was an unwanted assignment by running away and soon discovered that you can never outrun God. Listen to this from intouch.org. I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today. Rebellion toward our heavenly father often takes one or two forms. One, a bold outright refusal to obey his instructions or a more passive approach of quietly pursuing our own agenda while disregarding biblical commands that we don't like. Boy, that is the culture right now. Whichever route we take, we can't silence God. His spirit's conviction will follow us even if we fill our life with distractions to help us ignore him. What we must understand is that God is willing to pursue us. What we must understand is that God is willing to pursue us, and that can involve stripping away diversions and bringing negative consequences to get our attention. 
He is a loving Heavenly Father who disciplines us if we continue down the road of disobedience. The Lord is always with us, but whether our relationship feels tense or peaceful depends on our willingness to do what He says. So today we're going to use Jonah's example as encouragement to obey prompting rather than waste time running away and suffering the consequences. And I I was thinking about this today, and we knew this was going to happen, right? You know, my family enters into the realm of politics, which we've really never been in officially before. And we're watching, you know, outright lies being printed about our family. They're trying to embarrass me, trying to, you know, and actually they're having a hard time embarrassing me because I've already embarrassed myself. I've already told you guys everything there is to know. (laughs) So there's really nothing left to say. And Jay said to me the other day, and he's completely right, There is an extraordinary grace over our family for this. There's a peace over us. Not that we don't feel the darts of the enemy and not that we're not. I I told someone the other day who called me and who read an article about me in an online magazine that was, well, it was ridiculous on its face. But she called me and said, how are you guys doing? I said, you know, it's weird. Stuff that would normally just really hurt me. I'm just like, I'm more bewildered by it. Not so much hurt. I'm just like, really? So the Republicans are going to go after the Republicans which is so ridiculous because the country is in trouble and these guys can only fight with each other, which is really going to accomplish nothing but what the Democrats want is, and that's for a distracted, divided, discouraged, conservative base, right? And so they don't have their eye on the ball. And there's a peace over our family right now because we're doing what God asked us to do. And I'm way more afraid of not obeying the Lord than I am of whatever man can do to me, right? And the Bible says that that the peace of God, which passes understanding, is ours in Christ Jesus, that we have access to it. And so for you guys who are thinking right now, you know, does God want me to get involved? What 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 am I supposed to do? What's my role right now? God has a job for you as something he wants you to do. And for each of us, it's a little bit different. But we can take a lesson from the prophet Jonah, who decided he didn't want to do what God wanted to do, wound up in the belly of a fish which you guys know the story, right? The fish ultimately vomits him up onto the land, right? And he ended up where God wanted him, which was Nineveh. And actually, Washington, D.C. sounds an awful lot like Nineveh. (laughs) To me, there's a big part of me just wants to sit back and just, you know, enjoy my kids and enjoy the, the fruits of our labors of raising all these children for all these years and watch what God's doing at the business at the Homeschool Resource Center. And he really is doing amazing things. But the fact of the matter is we're here for a purpose, on purpose with a purpose, every single one of you listening to this. And so the question becomes, Father, what do you want me to do? And then after he gives you a burden, after he t- gives you instruction, like he did for Alyssa and her husband, Jed, then the command is clear, obey. It's an issue of obedience at that point, right? And so I'm going to encourage you guys, walk in such a relationship with the Lord that you can hear his voice and follow it. And that's no small thing today. But there are a lot of things happening in the world right now that God's people need to speak to. On Thursday and Friday, I'm really excited to have a guest on the show. And we're going to to be uh, talking about what the role of government is and you guys are going to be so blessed and encouraged. Share this podcast far and wide because you're going to be so blessed and encouraged in the way that it is parsed out for you and broken down into bite-sized pieces. And it becomes very, very obvious, even in light of Romans 13, why we must stand and we must stand now. I don't know if you guys are watching what's happening around the world right now, but there have been some very, very troubling 
developments in the Middle East, particularly in the nation of Israel. And Prime Minister Netanyahu, basically what happened in the United States to President Trump uh, last November has now happened to Prime Minister Netanyahu. And you guys, we studied the book of Revelation. I'm telling you what, the church age that we are living in is coming to an end, and we need to start looking up. Benjamin Netanyahu, you know, basically being forced out, he's calling it fraud on an incredible, incredible scale. And he issued a stern warning last week calling this new left-wing government that has taken over Israel dangerous. And then he said, quote, all legislators elected by votes from the right must oppose this dangerous left-wing government. Uh, I follow Behold Israel, uh, Amir Safardi. If you guys aren't following him, you absolutely need to. In fact, I'll link back to it in the show, show notes today. I've been following him for years and so appreciate his ministry over there. And he tearfully said, listen, we are in the last days right now. And what did God tell his people to do? in the midst of a Babylonian captivity. Do you guys remember? He didn't say, weep and mourn and and gnash your teeth and hide under your kitchen table. No, he said, give and be given in marriage. Plant and harvest. Work for the Lord. You guys, and he comes back, he wants us to be about his business. I thought this was interesting. There's an article at Behold Israel, and I'll quote from it, failing to recognize that over 4,000 rockets were recently launched from Gaza toward Israel. Bennett said regarding the conflict with the Palestinians, quote, my thinking in this context is to shrink the conflict. We will not resolve it. But wherever we can improve conditions, more crossing points, more quality of life, more business, more more industry, we will do so. Others had voiced concern over the security of the nation amid Netanyahu's departure. This is going to rock the nation of Israel. There are four seats, I believe, right now being held. I mean, it's 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 just bonkers what's going on over there, right? It's actually unbelievable. Four Arabs, I believe, now have a, a position of authority in the Israeli government. It's mind-blowing. Hey, you guys, you have probably heard by now that I am running for the United States House of Representatives to represent District 3 in Washington State. And I wanted to let you know that there are a couple ways that you can help us. First of all, follow me on all of my campaign social media platforms. You can find Heidi St. John for Congress at Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And of course, sign up to get on the mailing list at Heidi St. John for Congress. We are up against a very big second quarter fundraising deadline right now. And we need you to donate to the campaign. Every little bit helps. And so you guys have heard me say before, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like this. And there's some very important things coming up. If you go to the website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com, you can find out exactly how to donate. And I would so appreciate that. Also, you can volunteer. And we need volunteers from all over the country. We need prayer volunteers. And you can sign up to be on our prayer team at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can complete the volunteer form there and you can join my fight for the soul of America. Again, you guys, that website is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. And this is going to be the new era for the Jewish state. And so they've basically successfully ousted Benjamin Netanyahu, and they did it in less than two weeks, by the way. And if you're not following or you haven't been, Netanyahu's been serving as Israel's prime minister since 2009. And he's, he loves Israel. He's been known for his national stance. N- Benjamin Netanyahu loves Israel the way Donald Trump loves the United States. 
His primary concern was the national security of Israel. And he's basically been been forced out by this super progressive left left wing agenda. The same thing that happened to the United States is now happened and it's happened in Europe is now happening in Israel. And I was listening to Amir talk about it the other day. And he was saying that this is demonic at its its root. And once this demon, so he was saying he basically has no hope that the United States is ever going to come out from underneath this election fraud. And he's feeling the same thing now has happened to Israel. But we know that this kind of stuff is going to happen in the end in the end times. And we studied this with you guys at MomStrong International. We'd spent four months going through the book of Revelation. That study, by the way, is called People Get Ready. You guys can get it on my website at HeidiStJohn.com. But we're entering, I mean, this is an amazing time to be alive. We're watching, absolutely watching amazing things happen. And as you study God's word and as you get to the end of it, we know, by the way, who wins this thing. God wins it. So you don't have to be afraid. But it is sad, isn't it? It's sad to watch what's happening. And as we see Arabs infiltrating the Jewish government, which, hello, that's not going to end well. I'm just like, wow, wow. I mean, I'm watching this from my my little corner of the of the world over here, and even I can see that that's not right. Because without Netanyahu at the helm, they're neighboring, um, especially Iran, which is all, all all the time increasing its aggression toward Israel. We're going to see amazing, and I think very sad things happening. But Jesus said, "Look up, for your redemption draws near." And we need to be praying. Pray for the nation of Israel. Pray for our country. Our country also uh, on the on the verge of being absolutely overrun by people who want to see it upended. They want to see chaos happen in the culture and chaos in our government. And you're watching this stuff in the news, right? We saw Father Fauci's emails come out there now. We know we've been lied to on a massive scale, something I have been saying. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but I've been saying this for over a year, that something was wrong. You guys, when you feel like something's wrong, when your spirit is troubled, pay attention. It's important. On Sunday, there I read an article about Joe Manchin. You guys, are you following him at all? So Joe Manchin, the only dude, really with his finger in the dike of what will absolutely be a complete takeover, a federalization of our national elections in something called the For the People Act, which is garbage. It's garbage. It's a partisan bill that they're trying to ram. They did ram through the House of Representatives. Now they're trying to ram it through the Senate. And Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat from West Virginia, is the only dude standing in the way, crushing this massive power grab by the Democrat Party. And on Sunday, he published an op-ed in the Charleston Gazette. And actually, I'll link back to that if you guys want to read it in the show notes today. This is what he said, quote, voting an election reform that is done in a partisan manner will all but ensure partisan divisions will continue to deepen. Ding, 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 ding. I believe that partisan voting legislation will destroy the already weakening binds of our democracy. And for that reason, I'm going to vote against the For the People Act, Manchin wrote. And by the way, the For the People Act, not for the people. It's for the elected officials. It's for the bureaucracy. Anytime Washington, D.C. names something, you flip it on its head and, and name it the opposite thing. And that's what it is. That's H.R. 1. By the way, H.R. 5, the Equality Act, anything but equality. It should be called the Unequality Act, the Make People Hate Each Other Act. I don't care. Call it whatever you want that's the opposite of what they say it is. And you might get a little bit of window into the truth. 
Manchin also laid to rest the possibility that he would ever support ending the filibuster, saying, furthermore, I will not vote to weaken or eliminate the filibuster, he said. For as long as I have the privilege of being your U.S. Senator, I will fight to represent the people of West Virginia to seek bipartisan compromise, no matter how difficult, and to develop the political bonds that end divisions and help unite this country that we love. Now, Joe Manchin, I think probably the only Democrat with common sense right now, this is not going to end the Democrats' quest for ultimate power. But it is a pretty big blow. And hopefully, it's going to see the Democrats go, scratch their heads and go, well, gosh, maybe we can't become communists right now, right, this year. And we need to be praying for our country. So the Democrats are seeking radical agendas right now, right? They're trying to do extreme gun control, a $15 minimum wage, which, you know, all the young people are like, yes, $15 an hour. You guys, this is so foolish on its face. There there was a time when we worked for what was called a starting wage. And we worked our way up. And, And there are many, many, many businesses, restaurants and places like that. They absolutely will not be able to stay in business if we implement a $15 minimum wage in New York, in uh, in you know small town Washington State, just like we've done in New York City, the economies are different. We're not the same everywhere. The Democrats want to federalize the election, and so what we've got happening right now, just like in Israel, we have blatant power grabs from from progressives who are hell bent on changing the nation into a Marxist slash socialist country. And right now, thanks to people like Joe Manchin, at least these two power grabs from the Democrats in the United States seem to be dead in the water. But I'm telling you what, you guys, the next time they have a one-party control of the government, they're going to try it again. This isn't over yet. This is why we must take back the House of Representatives in 2022. This is why every single person listening to this, if you care about this country, you need to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. All of these political maneuvers start at the local level. And so this is what we're going to be talking about on Thursday and Friday. And I'm going to give you guys some really great ideas. And actually, we're going to be doing the same thing with my new new podcast, America's Town Hall. I'm going to be talking about how you guys can help. So if your governor, let's say that you've got, you know, Governor Gruesome in California, who, by the way, is so interesting, he reneged on on his promise to let go of his emergency powers by June 15th. So he said the other day, that they're that they're still in a state of emergency. What a you got we have elected the most ridiculous, evil, irresponsible people who have stepped outside of their jurisdiction. And this is what this is all about. We have forgotten what the role of government is in this country. And so when they asked Governor Gruesome why, he said, Well, because we're still in a state of emergency. Panic pimp in chief. That's what he is. He said the disease is still in effect. The disease isn't taking the summer off. Oh, okay. Well, that might be true, but treating the pandemic as an emergency that requires the government to possess extraordinary power. You guys, believe me when I say this is not about public health. It is all about power. I hope they recall that guy. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not a citizen of, uh, of California, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to throw the biggest party in the history of my life if that guy gets booted out of his position as governor of California. He is a horrible governor. It's, it's crazy. So basically his message, and this is the, this is the message I think from all of our elected officials, right? They're just, they just want the people to know, Hey, we're in charge, sit down and shut up and be ruled by your betters. We'll, we'll do everything for you. 
Nope. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. We need to start obeying you guys. In the Bible, we've been given the principles of successful governance. And we know that there are three, there are three places that the Bible speaks to about governing, and we're going to be talking about this. It's the church, it's the family, and it's civil government. And the church has a different a different uh, oversight than the family. The family is its own in entity, its own institution. We're going to be talking about whether or not it's it's appropriate to take one man's land and give it to somebody else. This idea of you know uh, redist- redistributing the wealth, which is ridiculous on its face, because it won't work, because human beings are evil. That's what the Bible teaches us. The heart is desperately wicked, David said. Who can know it? Nobody knows better than David. So I'm going to encourage you guys. Some of you guys are, are sitting on the bench, and, and you know God's asking you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. There's work to be done, but greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. I'm out of time for today. I appreciate you guys listening. Please share this podcast far and wide, and you can join me at Mom Strong International. We're working our way through the book of Jude over there. We're learning what it means to contend for the faith, to contend You guys, there's so much work to be done and God is still at work. He is still doing things. And as we see the church age, the age that we are living in right now, drawing to a close. And as you see the spirit of the age begin to move in this nation and around the world and you see the earmark of it, don't be discouraged because these things need to happen so that the end can come. We know this because it's in the word and we've read God's word right from beginning to end. If you haven't, join me at MomStrong International. We're taking you guys through the Bible. It's an encouraging time to be a Christian because the things that God said were going to happen are happening. You can trust him. He loves you. This is a wonderful time, you guys, to share the gospel, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening today, you guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for leaving reviews for the podcast and for supporting this ministry financially. We cannot do this without your help. And I want to give a shout out to some donors, Rebecca from Tennessee, Diane from Portland, and many, many, many others of you who have uh, shown support for this podcast over the year, uh, particularly over this last year as we've had a dickens of a time staying afloat. Thank you so much. The Lord is really using you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.